The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network. Visit voicesofwrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts, as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Super Jcast. I'm Joel, joined by David McDonald. It is Friday, the 24th of June, 2022. This is episode 215. You just revealed some exclusive news. You're getting a new toaster, a fancy new toaster. I want to hear more about this. <laughs> okay. Uh, yes. Hi, hi, everyone. Welcome. Um, yes. I'm, uh, so we're getting our kitchen redone. And um, we, Cheryl showed me this fucking toaster. Um, it's from Japan, mind you. So it's awesome, of course. Um, and it like steams the bread and toasts the bread, if my understanding is correct, at the same time. So you get a nice little crispy top layer, but the soft center. Ooh, sounds perfect, right? Uh, so yeah, we're going to spend a ridiculous amount of money on a fucking toaster just because <laughs> we want that toaster. Yeah, if you're a person who eats a lot of toast... Definitely a good investment. I mean, what kind of toast are we talking yeah. about here? Have you, have you ever yeah, tried I mean, the, uh, I mean, that sort of Japanese, the shokupan bread? You know, the, the that lovely bread that they make with, I think they put milk in it and it's all fluffy and kind of sort of stringy and soft and ugh, that's the good stuff. No, it sounds, that sounds really great. I, I, I'll, I'll be happy with a fucking slice of Wonder Bread. Are you kidding me? Um, I want like a, how do you pronounce it? The Chahala bread? Hala bread? Challah, yeah, challah. I love a bit of challah. That's, that's right? food of my people, David. <laughs> yes, that is correct. Uh, yes, I'm looking forward to it. I, I don't know. I'm all, I'm all about it. Like, I'm all about Here's what I hate. I, I don't like burnt things. Like, I don't like the taste of burnt. Like, especially, like, I'm not a big fan of grilled shit. I think grilled shit is overrated. Like, burnt, charred chicken. Ugh. Like, I don't want to taste the the... the What's the word I'm looking for? The shit <laughs> that that is produced on a on a piece of meat that is charred. Although although a steak can be good, I don't know. I'm very selective. I'm very picky. Very very fussy. Well, I think we should start off by sending some well wishes to Editor Dan. So uh, Bash mm. started with a few questions. He said, "How is the man behind the magic, Editor Dan, doing after the crash?" So poor Dan, he hit a pothole whilst riding his bike and then has absolutely no memory of his incident, woke up in hospital. So, yeah, he's not doing too well. He's He looks like he's been in a fight with... <laughs> oh, there goes my alarm. I was going to say, who would be a particularly dangerous worker who would <laughs> give Editor Dan injuries like this? He's got fractures, he's, he's got concussion, he's in a bad way. So lots of love and well wishes to Editor Dan. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, he some of the pictures that he was sending us, 
God damn. He was just like his face is a fucking mess. Um, my our handsome boy isn't going to be handsome anymore. But he he made it a, a quick correction said I'm I'm always going to be handsome. Um, and I agree. Three three fractures in his face in his fucking face. Three. Uh, I think he goes. I don't want to. You know, let's. You know, I'm trying to. Let's not go too deep in here. I'm sure he doesn't want his whole fucking medical history on the podcast. But um, yeah, yeah. It is crazy. So, but here's the thing too. He's always like, "Yeah, I got three facial fucking fractures, and 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 I'm in a lot of pain, and blah blah blah." But don't worry about it, lads. I got the fucking podcast. I'll edit it. <laughs> We're like, Dan, take off, please. God. Uh, but he's always thinking about the pod. Always thinking about us. He's always thinking about others. That's that's the kind of guy he is. Absolutely professional. All right, thank you to Gig Me Like a Butcher from our Discord who did our editing for us last week. Yoshiko. That's what I was going to say. Dan looks like he's had a match with Yoshiko. Do you remember her? The, uh, mm. the uh, Joshi wrestler who started shooting on her opponent. Oh, yes. Yes. Yeah, she was, uh, she was Yoshikawa, blackballed at that point. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I do remember that. Yeah. All right. Um, music Damon question. Bash also says uh, Glasto is back. So, which bands or acts is Damon looking forward to watching? And also, has he heard the new Suede song? What does he think of it? Oh, I have heard the new Suede song. As a matter of fact, I do like it. I think it's good. I think it's uh, it's Suede. You know, it's fucking. You get your your maniac guitar work and your Brett Anderson yodeling. Is it Suede? It's good. Uh, I don't even know who the fuck is playing Glastonbury this year, to be honest with you. Let me, uh, I'm going to just do a quick little Google thing here, if you don't mind. Um, let's see who we got. 2022 is who we are. Um, who is appearing? Let's see here. Headlined by Kendrick Lamar. I've heard a couple of his uh, ditties. Paul McCartney. He's written a song or two in his day, I think, right? And uh, Billy, is it Eilish or Eilish? Eilish? Yes, I believe it's Eilish. I think I've heard of her. I think. I, I probably have. She's got the green hair, right? I don't know, David. Oh, come my, on. my knowledge of popular music <laughs> ended about 1996. I know. As she, we discussed does that, she does that song that. Boop, 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 you know what you've you've heard it i'm sure well you're fucking dancing all night long the fucking tiktok that's for sure we got to jump into that jeez what was that yeah you you said you wanted to talk about it on the podcast (laughs) ask away what what specifically do you want to know how did you get a horn swoggled into this like what was the conversation uh like did she just this was her idea right this was mally's idea right yeah so often she's Instagram, she gets this stuff from. She'll see something and then she will want to replicate it. So this was a video with uh, parents celebrating their kids, getting, managing to get their kids to sleep at a reasonable hour, which we usually don't. So we managed it. And I was looking forward to sitting down, eating my dinner, watching some TV. And Maddie's like, no, no, we've, we've got to do this video. And of course, with her, she's such a perfectionist. So I had to do it about 10 fucking times. <laughs> managed to crowbar in a bit of uh, Final Fantasy VII references in there. So uh, I got my fun. <laughs> yeah, what else do you want to know? It's I was like, that's, that's the 10th take. That's the best take, right? <laughs> like, she's fine. You, on the other hand, you're what, not a what good is dancer. Wrong with my guy? Give me some tips. I'm not I don't have any tips. I got, no, I got nothing. I'm, I'm, the, I'm the white guy at the bar at the wedding. Are you kidding me? 
ain't no, I ain't fucking no. Um, but it was hilarious because I just didn't expect you to be dancing. I didn't expect to see you dancing. You, didn't, you don't seem like a dancing kind of guy. Just, just FYI. Uh, no, I tend to avoid dancing and music and any kind of social interaction. <laughs> just, just people in general. I tend to avoid. Oh come on! Well, it was it was with your wife, so that was nice. It was nice. It was fun. It was nice. But I, would, like I said, it did take me by surprise that uh, you would let that out into the wild. But uh, listen, you're a brave man. I would not be doing that anytime soon. That is for sure. You tend to stop caring about your uh, self-esteem and <laughs> perception when you become a dad. I just I'm con- just given up completely trying to dress myself nicely. My clothes are usually filthy within about an hour of getting dressed to a given day because of the kids, right? It's not, not because I'm a dirty man. But I, just, huh? I, I just don't care anymore. <laughs> well, I mean, it's hard work. I mean, you got one that's toddler. We can officially call her a toddler at this point, right? And then, uh, I mean, you got one that just, just came out of the fucking womb and is walking. Well, not walking, but standing, right? Yeah, there's a bad development. <laughs> I was hoping his development would be much slower, but there you go. Look at you. You you're again, I say it all the time, living the fucking life over there. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Um, so uh who am I looking forward to? What's the question? I, I don't know who else is playing. It's, if sports team is playing, I'm into that. I think they are playing. I think we should be playing. I like sports team a lot. Actually, I'm seeing them in Philly. They're coming to Philly. I was very excited to see that. So I bought two tickets. Guess who else I'm going to go see? Uh, Suede. No, I wish. They they fucking never come to the States. Never. Royal Um, Quest by New Japan Pro Wrestling. (laughs) Yes, it's Royal Quest I'm going to. Uh, No, I'm going to go see Harry Styles. Do you yep. know who that is? <laughs> yeah, okay. You don't know who Harry Styles is? Okay. Stop it. No, no, I would not know him if you punched me in the face. You gotta be kidding me. He's everywhere. You can't avoid him. Like, Joel, you're not just fucking ribbing You me. are aware that I don't live in an <laughs> English-speaking country, right? I do, but he's he was in One Direction. You remember One Direction? Oh my God! Stop yeah, it! The you name, know the name Bell, but again, oh, I, I've heard of them. If I, if I saw them, if I was walking down the street and I saw One Direction, I would not know them. I would not recognize any of them. Don't know their names. Wow. Sorry. <laughs> wow. I mean, he's for the kids. But you're making me my. feel terrible this morning, David. I'm sorry. I don't mean that. But I, I'm, I'm actually kind of shocked. I have a friend who claims that he does not know who Beyonce is. Like. Not, not, okay, again, well, that, not that's knowing. ridiculous. That's ridiculous, right? That's ridiculous. I, I, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm putting it in the same level. I'm putting it in the same level, Joel. You're in the same level as Wilts. Sorry. You got to know hard. who the fuck Harry Styles is. <laughs> you, you could give me a, a test every week, ask me about a different <laughs> new, new band. <laughs> but he's not new. He's a, the guy has sold out. Let's, listen to this. The guy has a residency at Madison Square Garden. The entire month of August, there's only like two other people that are playing Madison Square Garden during the month of August. One is the mighty Duran Duran, uh, and the second is like Billy Joel. Um, he's he's sold out every fucking date. The entire month of of August, he's playing at a eighteen thousand seat Madison Square Garden. He's massive. 
You, I, I cannot believe. I'm actually shocked. Like, I am an old man compared to you, and I know who the fuck he is. I could even do a song. Watermelon sugar. Hi. Watermelon sugar. You ever heard watermelon, that song? Oh, my God, Joel. Nope. Holy! This is going to be today's episode. You just break me for my lack of uh, <laughs> wow. You know what? You started off really good because we were talking about Happy Mondays, and we were talking about Stone Roses, and we were talking about Prodigy, we were talking about Radiohead. Oof! And we fall off a cliff. God damn it! All right, listen. We got yeah, to everyone knows that no good music has been made since the nineties. So. Well, I listen. I don't want to be that guy, but you know, <laughs> you got to find. You got to dig. You got to dig a little bit to, to, to find the good stuff now. All right, uh, listen, I know we have a ton to talk about here uh, with an exciting pro wrestling weekend coming up, Joel, right? <laughs> Is it exciting? No. <laughs> Some people are excited. <laughs> you're not excited. You're, scale of one to ten, you're not, what's your excitement level? Uh, fairly high, actually. I'd say I'd, I'd give it a sort of six, six or a seven. It's sort of exciting, exciting you know, sort of watching the monkeys at the zoo or something because you think, oh, you know, they're going to do something hilarious here. Not you necessarily think there's going to be a brilliant show, but <laughs> it's going to be a lot of fun. Yes, it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, I think it's going to be a very good show. I think it's going like like I think what we compared to what we wanted and what we got. This is the equivalent of getting the fucking Bobo bike instead of the you know, the real bike that all your friends are talking about. Like you put that on your Christmas list, but you got the fucking, you know, dollar store version. That's kind of what it feels like. Cause our heads were going a million miles an hour thinking of dream scenarios and dream matches. And again, we said it a fucking million times, but injuries have played, has ravaged this lineup, this card. I think it's good. Like, I think it's so preposterous. Some of these matches that I'm actually looking forward to it. But I will say this: there are things that is just I'm it left me scratching my head. Where wh- a why and or b why not? And I'm sure we'll get in, deep into the weeds, as they say, um, for Forbidden Door. All right. So uh, first of all, let's talk about meetup. So Pro Wrestling V1 says uh, reservation is uh, updated for two forty-five p.m. under oh. the name Eric. So. He's going to try to get there a bit early to snag a spot outside, if possible. There's supposed to be 82 people there. Uh, Damon, tell us about the venue, uh, where people should be going for this. Yeah, um, that's awesome news. So we got some uh, some tables reserved, or a table, or a big table, or just get there. If you're going to the show and you're looking for something to do beforehand, this is uh, a nice spot, I would where? say. Nice where are they going? Beer tell garden. people, like, what's, what's the name of this place? name of the place is called Kaiser Tiger. Kaiser Tiger. Um, it is, I have the address here. Give me just one second here. I got to get this. Uh, uh, sorry, this is great radio. <laughs> that was a great sound. Yep, yep, yep. All uh, right. There's all us complaining about Forbidden Door. There's a video of uh, your child. There it is. Kaiser Tiger. It's 1415 West Randolph Street. 1415 West Randolph Street. Uh, so again, what? 245, 3 o'clock. You swing down, plenty of beer. They, have, they make their own sausages. They look tremendous. They, have, uh, they make their own bacon, which looks even better. 
So uh, blocks away from the United Center. Um, and they have a shuttle, apparently, a free shuttle that takes you right to the arena. And, and they run periodically during the time. So uh, super convenient. It'll be fun. I look for, I, I, I'm actually excited for this. Uh, actually, I have a, a psychiatrist appointment tomorrow. And the topic will be, how will I handle this weekend? <laughs> that is the topic. She, she, already, she, already, has, is, is, uh, she already has plans to uh, coach me through. But uh, it should be fun. That's good. That's being proactive. Make sure you, you line your stomach properly. Don't, don't do a Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah. 14 yeah, night I, one, please. That's not a uh, it's not a, a moment that I'm proud of. But um even though it's been memed, <laughs> I have become a meme. Uh no, it was hilarious, but also you don't want it happening this weekend. <laughs> right. I don't want it happen again. Uh yes, it made for great radio. Uh so yeah, so show up, do that. Um it'll be fun. Uh I'll get there like around three-ish. And uh again, I'm uh, I, I think it's great. Like if I'm excited because it feels like like I'm we're back in the swing of things, which is you know kind of what we always wanted. Um, I just want somebody to sh- just I just don't want to be at like a little kid's birthday party and nobody shows up. <laughs> like that's that's my biggest fear actually. It's like no, actually it's both. It's that if uh, if if um, nobody shows up, but that if like, a lot of people show up, that's equally as fearful for me. So. All right, but just come, have a good time. We'll talk some pro wrestling. We'll not talk pro wrestling. We'll have a couple beers, and then we'll get ourselves pumped up for Forbidden Door. All right, uh, Ultimate Wrestling Trivia says, what food can I give Damon before Forbidden Door? Yeah, give him food. Make sure he's eaten, <laughs> listeners. Uh, and Casper yeah. says, will you have a shot of Jepson's Mallet while in Chicago? What is that? Oh, I, I have heard of this. So apparently there is this type of liquor or liqueur um, that is pretty f- infamous. I don't, I wouldn't even say famous, infamous in Chicago. And like, that's like the big gag. That's like the Chicago gag, I guess. Like, like locals will be like, oh, you know, you're in Chicago. You got to do this drink or shot or whatever the fuck it is. And it supposedly tastes like fucking an asshole <laughs> that has been sitting out in the sun for four weeks. Um, I don't know why that was the analogy. <laughs> that was the best I could do at the time, Joel. Sorry. Um, yeah, supposedly it's just like a shitty fucking alcohol, but it's like the it's like the Chicago thing. So I don't know if I'm doing that. I, I don't know if I'm doing that. Uh, but a couple beers. Yep, I think that's in my future. I want that fucking bacon. That's what I really am looking forward to. And and here's the thing too. So that afternoon, um, there is what do I have plans? I have I have a I have a lunch date with my my lovely bride, my lovely wife, who's coming along. Uh, we have some sushi, and then um, we're going to do the, the um, there's a, a, a Prince um, exhibition exhibit. Um, you've heard of Prince, right, right, Joel? Yes, I have heard of Prince. A, oh, a proper right. musical celebrity, not like these people you're just making up. Wow, listen, I tend to agree with that. Um they have his motorcycle from Purple Rain that'll be there, so it'll be fun. Uh, so we have, I have that before. So again, a busy day, busy weekend, um, but um, yeah, it should be fine. I'll, I'll, I, I am not going to overdrink. And but here's the thing too: I paid a lot of money to be in the fucking Voices of Wrestling suite. <laughs> so, so I don't want to waste that. I got an open bar. I don't want to. I don't want to fucking tap out early. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta make sure I get my money's worth here. So, uh, yeah, there you go. And you may need it 
as you're watching the show. (laughs) So we have a lot of questions about this. So a lot of questions about sort of the general booking of it. So I'll read all the questions and then we can give our thoughts on it. So uh, Yves Pure says, thoughts on Naito not being there if they were to make Forbidden Door an annual event. What cities could they do? Could they change the date to sometime in early to mid-July? This felt kind of rushed, so could pushing back the date a few weeks help build up matches? Warning progressers, I think we're all a bit let down with a forbidden door build. Do you think it's more born from a problem of AEW having problems slowing down to tell stories, debuting way too many new faces at once, bad luck, or some sort of flaw in their booking style? Would more one versus ones have helped it? To me, I think they should have spent more time on telling the stories of the New Japan wrestlers who are going to be on the card rather than do a, b- a bunch of preview AEW versus New Japan matches on Dynamite or Rampage when half the pay-per-view was just going to be more of those matches. It took the specialness away. Mm-hmm. Classic Cat says, have you heard any rumours about why Naito isn't on Forbidden Door or what some of the obvious issues surrounding the booking of the card have been? Uh, Hayden says, I know some people are a bit underwhelmed about Forbidden Door, but do you think it would have done better if AEW had just done a random show and have Tony say something like, there will be a few New Japan talent here and do an un- under-promise over-deliver? Louis says, I'm not sure how to feel about this Forbidden Door card. If this is to be a yearly crossover event, maybe next year they will properly build up to matches to the event. For now, I'm lukewarm on the event. Tom says, when booking these multi-promotion shows, uh, how does it usually work in terms of protecting your own guys? For example, does Ghetto say, I'll let you pin so-and-so if you let my guy pin this guy? So I've thrown a lot of questions at you there, but I think they sort of highlight the mood around this show, particularly from New Japan fans. I sense that AEW fans are quite excited by this because it is, uh, you know, we've said from Jump Street, this was always going to be an AEW show with New Japan talent. That's what we were told, like literally as soon as we heard about this show, that was the line we were given. So um, whilst we were all excited about the possibility of getting dream matches, I think we should have known better, especially looking at how New Japan tend to play with other companies. You know, you, you saw how they did with that Wrestle Kingdom Night 3 when everyone was hoping for Noah dream matches. That's, that's not how it works. So your thoughts, please, on... Forbidden Door, the booking, what they could do differently next time. All right. Um, this is going to be long, but I, look, I'm, I'm, I'm on both sides of the fence. I def- definitely can see where there is some letdown. But let me, let me kind of paint a picture here, if I could. Um, originally, and I think everyone here can agree to this, we were going to see CM Punk. Versus Hiroshi Tanahashi, we were going to see, uh, you know, Brian Danielson, Brian Daniel Bryan, you know, American Dragon, uh, Zach, right? Uh, we would probably get the undercard that we got, um, and we probably would have had something a little bit different, maybe, maybe not, when it comes to Jay White. So, yes, it's disappointing that injuries occurred and fucked up this entire show. So now they're scrambling and now they got to fucking come up with all these fucking matches. And they're trying there. And, and at the same time, they're holding out hope that, you know, Danielson gets cleared um, medically to compete. You know, they get the bad news with Punk. You know, it was just a shitstorm of brewing. We even with that said, and again, I'm give, I'm I'm me, Mister Glasses Half Empty, is giving them a pass. I'm giving them a pass because of everything that has happened in a month's time. 
Where I think I have the biggest issue is this. There are so many fucking multi-man tag, multi-team, like we are shoehorning in everything we possibly can and everyone on this show. I don't know why Naito is not there. I don't know. Um, I don't know why Kenta is not there. I don't know why El Fantasmo, or excuse me, not El Fantasmo, El Desperado is makes an appearance on AEW and he's not on the fucking card anywhere, right? Nowhere to be found. How can it, like, honestly, I, I, I get that in the grand scheme of things, El Desperado means next to nothing to the majority of the people that might be in attendance. I get that. But there are a large number of New Japan Pro Wrestling fans that would love to have seen El Desperado. And the thing is, he's there. (laughs) How can he not be on the fucking show? Um, So that's kind of where I'm at. There there are matches there that I don't... the, the, The singles matches... Again, we all crave the singles matches. One... We got Zach against who knows, right? I mean, there's rumors. There's plenty of rumors, and and I know people are leaning towards certain people, and I, I get it. Um, but I, I think I thought that was a weird thing when it, when it comes to the booking, like he, like you're not going to announce who the fucking like I don't know, like is that pop really going to be as big as they think it might be? Like what what name is going to be the pop? That's not Brian Daniels. Well, there's been a lot of speculation about this. Uh, let me find the question. Multiverse says, who do you think is the best option to replace Danielson? Claudio, Castagnoli, Johnny Gargano, Wheelie Utah, Jonathan Gresham, ZSJ and Gresham had a great match at Final Battle 2018 and Jonathan has become That's even good. better since then. I, like I, I would say Gresham. out of all those names, Cesaro would, or Castagnoli, whatever you're calling him, would probably be the best option. I agree. I agree. Now, I, I, and this is, excuse my my stupidity on this, is he signed? Nothing is official. There's only rumors so far. Okay. So now, I mean, I hope they, that, that that's taken care of. <laughs> but, you know, they're still scrambling. Like, if I'm Cesaro or Claudio or wherever the fuck, um, I would be holding out. This would be like the power play of all power plays for the big payoff. I'd be like, well, you know what? That number that we agreed upon before might not be. We might want to add add a little bit more to that, Tony Khan. Um, that is a singles match that I think, if that comes to pass, I, look. If they if they card out Jonathan Gresham, that place is going to be it's going to be like a fart in church. I'm sorry, like I, like that's not going to do it. That's just not going to do it. Um, Johnny Gargano. <sighs> Excited by that? In, I know you're not. In the, the words of my daughter, no, thank you. No, thank you. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. So then, all right, that's a match. Tanahashi and Mox, I think will be good. Again, I worry about the style difference, but they're pros. They'll figure it out. Um, What other fuck? Oh, Will against Orange Cassidy. And again, if that tag match the other night... Is any indicator? It. I think it's going to be good. I think. I think it will be good. 
And then um, the, they have the women's title match. Um, Tony Storm and um, who's their champion again? I'm sorry. I forget. I forget who the champion is. Thunder Rosa. Thunder Rosa. That's right. I, I saw her face. I couldn't remember the name. Um, and that's it for when it comes to the singles matches, right? Like like two people in the ring. <laughs> one versus one. That's it, right? Am I missing any? I don't think I am. And then everything else is just schmazes. <laughs> like all these fucking schmazes. Um, the cool part about that, though, is I will say this. There are some pretty wacky scenarios going on here. Suzuki, Jericho, and Sammy Guevara. <laughs> like, this is fire pro wrestling territory we're in right now. Right now. Um, Sting, Darby Allen, Shingo Takagi, <laughs> and Hiromu Takagi. <laughs> like, seriously, that's just so fucking acid trippy that it's going to be great. That's going to be great. Uh, so there's that element to it. Look, you're right. This is going to be a fun show. It's just... Uh, they did the best they could. That's the best I can tell you. They did the best they could to a certain degree. Because they're like, where's Kenta? Where the fuck's Kenta? Why is he not on the show? Yeah, we have no idea why Naito's not booked either. Yeah, no idea. I mean, no idea, but but Okada's there, which is I, that was a nice surprise. I've heard that uh, they have a match on Rampage between Swerve and Keith Lee against Despi and Kanemaru. So there's that. Oh, really? That should be pretty good, actually. <laughs> I think that would be really good. Uh, all right, all right, great. So great. I don't know. Put them on the fucking show. Some. Well, here's the thing. They'll, they'll probably. Have a, are they going to have like a pre-show battle royal, like a casino royale? <laughs> That'd be great. That should be something else. I don't know. I, I, I'm a little bit more excited, I guess, because I'm going and get the whole weekend around it. And I'm excited to see people I haven't seen in years. Um, So I'm going to go a little higher. I'm going to go. I'm going to go seven low eight on my excitement level. And. uh Again, that's coming off of what possibly could have been a 10. I think had they been able to run the card that they were initially planning and have those matches like Tanahashi versus Punk, Zach versus Danielson, I think Osprey versus Andrade, that was uh, penciled in at some point, mm-hmm. then I think everyone would have been excited by that. But there was the, it's exposed the fact that there was no plan B, really. And also the relationship between these two companies is still very early in, in, in its infancy and they don't quite trust each other yet to have guys other guys that they can put forward other significant names to put for sing, for singles matches who they're comfortable taking losses so you know people like Tanahashi and Zach perfect to eat a pin in those situations like that, that would have been fine but it seems like beyond that there's not really anyone else at either company are happy to say yeah 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 they can eat a pin in a big singles match so I, I, I guess so. I guess you know, I would say uh, that you're you're probably right. It does feel that they 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 booked around. You know, they made a lot of these multi man matches so that there could be a definitive pin eater. Now, I will say, like the the Jay White, the uh, Adam Squared, and Okada. Um, like yes, I think that there's somebody that's definitely eating a pin, but I also truly believe that you know that's this is 
what Voices of Wrestling flagship Joe and, and Rich have been talking about and on their Patreon and and all you know the, the continuation of Bullet Club and and you know we talked about it and they talked about it and it, that's that's from what all indicators it's that's where we're headed. Um, they're not they're not that's that's full steam ahead. So that help, helps you know that match is going to help play into you know, you know that uh, continuing that storyline. Um, but I, you know, it's like, again, I truly believe that this would not be an issue if injuries didn't occur. Like, obviously there would have to be, you know, people eating pinfalls, Tanahashi possibly, right. Um, Zach or, or, or Brian Daniel, you know, you could flip a coin, either one. I don't think anybody would have a problem with, um, they didn't have a plan B. But when did when do they ever? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like when does when does when does a wrestling promotion ever have it? Um, there were names that were talked to us about. I think Goto and Yoshihashi. Um, apparently, they're not making the trip. So that was two. Those were two names. And then uh, what's the other one? Juice was on that list. Um, but I yeah. think I one think prediction it will be so. Popping him for a post-match yeah. beat down on Will Ospreay, something like that. You would think. You would think that would be the logical step. You know, the belts and all, you know, fighting over the belts again. Who's the real champion? That we were beating that storyline to death. Um, look, it's going to be a good show. It's not what we expected, but let's 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 go for the ride. What do you say? All right, well, let's go through the card then. Uh, the main event is the interim AEW World Championship, John Moxley versus Hiroshi Tanahashi. I'm sure it'll be really good. I mean, Tanahashi never misses in these big spots, and, and Moxley's having a really great year as well. So, uh, I mean, th- I think New Japan fans see this one, and they know that this was going to be a mid-card match for NJPW. You know, They were supposed to be feuding over the US title. So putting it now as the main event, it does you know, feel weak compared to what they did have planned, but it is what it is, and I'm sure the match will deliver. And What chance do you think Tanahashi has of actually winning this? I, I, I like that question a lot. Um, I think it's better than what people think it might be. Um, like, you have to consider that he is going to be in G1, right? Moxley's not. It would look that would be the easy thing to do. I think everyone would agree that the easy thing to do is give the belt to John Moxley. I would say I'm 80% sure that that's the way we're going to we're going to go. I'm going to give people you people have a, been looking at the G1 schedule, sorry, and have, have noted that Tanahashi's not working any Wednesdays. <laughs> do you think he flies? Do you, do you think that maniac is going to fly back and forth between G1 and and no. No, right? <laughs> I please. Um. So again, this is this is I would say I'm eighty some odd percent sure that Mox is winning, but let's just pretend. Let's just let's just close your eyes if we could and just think of how great that would be if Tanahashi does get the win. And again, we know he's dropping the belt back as very quickly, but um boy, that would be fun. <laughs> that would that would be something to put a smile on a lot of people's faces walking out of that fucking arena, but uh, again, I I would be sh- I would be shocked, as the kids say, if that if that were to happen. If if Tony Khan had the balls to do that, I will um, I will say uh, I will I will take back. I don't really talk bad about him. I don't think anybody does, but 
Um, on this show, anyway. Do we talk bad about Tony Khan? I don't think we talk bad about Tony Khan. Um, we, we poke fun, but, you know. And I think uh, I think it's a safe bet to say he has brass balls if he does that. Okay, just looking at the card here. What about... I don't actually know the match order. Uh, let's go the four-way for the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship, which they haven't bothered to put on the card for the New Japan website, which is just an absolute mess. So it's going to be Jay White versus Okada versus Adam Cole versus Hangman Page. Now, the the scuttlebutt I've heard going around this is that they were hoping for Kenny Omega to be cleared in time. They left it to the last minute. So originally the plan was no Okada, but Kenny Omega would be in there. I don't know if that's a singles match or the, the four-way again, but they left it to the last week, saw that it wasn't cleared, and then would scrabbling to get Okada to fly over to do it, which is why, you know, last week, Adam Cole saying, oh, no, Okada's not in the match, and Jay White saying, no, I'm not going to wrestle you, I'm not going to wrestle you, and now he is wrestling them. So it sounds like this was not the original plan. Now, we don't like multi-band matches here. We don't like the four-way matches, do we, David? We'd, we'd much rather have a, a singles match or one versus one. But um, this match... It could be fun. I just, it, I'm going to have to just turn off that bit of that critical part of my brain that it gets upset when they do the usual tropes of, you know, guy eats a move. The two guys do a sequence. One guy eats a move, rolls out the ring, has a little nap for five minutes. While another two guys have a sequence. One of them eats a big move, rolls out the ring, takes a nap for five minutes, which is absolutely what they're going to do because they always do that. And that's why I hate these matches. But if I turn off that little voice in my brain, then it could be fun. I mean, my prediction is that Jay White pins Adam Cole to win I'm sure there's going to be some sort of moment where like a very NXT moment where you know he, he tries to pin a card it doesn't work he tries to pin Hangman it doesn't work and then he's got an opportunity to hit the Blade Runner and Adam Cole and he, he pulls an NXT face and does it and wins the match and that's going to launch some sort of program between the two of them um, how are we feeling about the four-way for the IWGP title um, you look at the match and there are some talented people in that fucking ring I don't think they're treating this like it's a nonsense road to show. It may f- look like it, but I, I don't think they will. I think I think every one of those guys in that ring are going to be supercharged up wrestling in front of a packed house, a packed noisy house. Jay White, Okada specifically. Um, and I think the other guys are going to be pretty pumped up too being in – this match I, I think you know for some of these guys and i'm sure you know in ring of honor they've they've crossed paths i'm sure um i don't know i i think i think they're they're i think they're hyped for it i think everyone's hyped for it so i think it'll be a good match i do i don't think it'll be a clusterfuck like everybody's kind of leaning toward will there be that what you talked about you know, two guys, one guy hits a move, take a powder outside, you know, all that's, yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure there'll be a little bit, but I, I also will say this. There are some creative people like, like, if, like if creativity is going to occur, we have some people that have are pretty sharp pro wrestling minds to put together a match that will be not only good, entertaining, fun, action packed, blah, blah, blah. Again, I, I truly believe that this this match is going to continue on that Bullet Club storyline. Uh, the question I have for you, Joel, and again, 
a lot of people have are, have broken hearts because one Kenneth Omega is not officially listed on this show. Does he make an appearance? Uh, I'm going to say yes. I think he will Ooh. pop out and confront someone after that match. I don't know who it will be, but yeah, I think he's going to show up at least. Right. I mean, he's, he might not be able to compete, but you know, he could throw a couple punches, right? I'm sure, right? <laughs> I mean, we could, we could do that. Um, you know, he'd get in a ring. That'd be good. That'd be good to see. It sucks because it does feel like that we're there's a lot of buildup. A lot of these matches could could. I mean, we got a you know interim AEW World Championship match. We've got this match, which feels like it's here to to move along a Bullet Club storyline. Um, and then you know the possibilities of of these dream matches that we we went on about occurring at a later date. So it does feel like this is a hey, what was once a okay, we're we're doing this and it's going to be. You know, we're going to check a lot of boxes. It's become we're going to set up some stories to to build to those boxes. So is what it is. In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We hype ourselves up thinking "Ah, maybe I can pull a Ken Griffey Jr. rookie card. But with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark until now. Introducing slab packs from Arena Club com the only repack that provides real value a complete view of all possible cards and clear hit rates for each one now when i buy slab packs at arena club it finally feels like i know what i'm getting i was able to open an arena club slab pack and and i'll be honest it was a lot better than what you normally do say you go to a card show and there's a random innocuous brown bag of cards and yeah you can open it and look it's going to be junk you're you you know what i mean like you know what you're probably going to get in those maybe you find that fun and sometimes i do sometimes i like just opening up cards and saying hey look at some random cards whatever but if you're really in this game to to find value and find particular cards it sucks to have to buy these mystery packs and it ends up being you know almost nothing you know nothing of value not with arena club you can display, again, of all available cards, hit rates, grading, so you know that when you're opening up the slab pack, you are going to get something valuable. You are getting something good. And Arena Club, in addition to having those great slab packs we just talked about, is also a marketplace for card collecting, buying, trading, selling, displaying, all that sort of stuff. But those Arena Club slab packs, man, they are revolutionizing the repack game with transparency. After your polls are revealed, they'll immediately be placed in your vault for safekeeping or trading and selling, and you can have them officially graded by Arena Club as well. So again, setting these things off, it's going to be officially graded by Arena Club. And the Arena Club grading process is accurate, fast, and transparent with full grade rationale provided and explanation of how your card was scored. So whether you're buying, selling, trading, or displaying, Arena Club is the card collecting platform that you have to check out. So right now, I've got a special offer here for Voices of Wrestling Network listeners. You can get 10% off of your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash V-O-W-Net. Again, that's arenaclub.com slash V-O-W-Net. Now, that's a crazy offer. That's 10% off a $400 slab pack. $40 off right there. 10% off your first purchase. No matter what that purchase is, 10% off. Again, that's arenaclub.com slash V-O-W-Net, arenaclub.com slash V-O-W-Net for 10% off your first purchase on Arena Club. 
And we thank them for sponsoring the Voices of Wrestling Podcast Network. Okay, let's have a look at the IWGP United States Heavyweight Championship. Will Ospreay versus Orange Cassidy. I mean, we talked about this before. My opinion hasn't changed. I think the match will be fun. I've heard Orange Cassidy is good and popular, so I think AEW fans will get more out of this than me. I don't think it's going to be a bad match by any means, but uh, he would have been very, very low on my list of possible dream opponents for Will Ospreay. And, you know, we, we know that they were trying to do Ospreay versus Andrade first, but couldn't because of the, you know, CMLL triple A beef that, uh, you know, this silly politics where New Japan wrestlers can't wrestle triple A guys. So... That's why we got Osprey versus Orange Cassidy. So again, I'm just going into it expecting a bit of fun. Uh, it will probably over deliver to my admittedly low expectations. Uh, Osprey's 100% winning. Uh, what do you reckon? Yeah, I don't know necessarily. Like you're not getting Will Shingo here, right? We we can agree on that. But what we are going to get is you know Will Ricochet, right? And maybe you know not as good uh, as as those, but you you get my drift. Right, we're getting spots and we're getting crazy shit and we're getting, you know, a lot of, you know, the the cameras will be panning to the crowd looking for the reaction shots. Let's put it that way, um, and that's that's fine. I don't I don't think there's anything wrong with that. You're right. There are twenty guys on that fucking roster that if I had the opportunity to put in the ring with Will Ospreay, uh, I would do before Orange Cassidy. Again, if this. The tag match the other day was, I don't know. I don't know if you caught it, Joel, but it was good. And the interactions between those two, I I, I thought was pretty good. And again, it was everything that I just described. Lots of crazy fucking shit. <laughs> right? So I think, like, if you're a fan of that type of, of pro wrestling, I think you're in for a treat. Um, even if you're not, I think there's plenty of moments there that you'll just be like, oh, that was fucking cool. So I don't know. I think I think it's going to be better than people think. That's that's how about that? Like, I think it's shocking to say in a Will Ospreay match at this point, but I think it'll be better than what people are thinking going in. The AW All Atlantic Championship match. We've got another four way match here, which is one of the things that makes me think, oh, what, what are we doing? Do we really need two four way matches? Right. It, it does seem to uh, a lack of courage or, or ability to make tough political decisions take one for the team but no we, we've got another four-way here so it's the aw all atlantic championship the winner is the inaugural champion from the aw side we've got malachi black miro and pack and uh damon do we know who's representing new japan in this match oh, we sure do uh that is tommy ishii uh, oh wrong no oh. <laughs> he, who's representing uh, Tom, tommy ishii he has got an injury he's got a knee injury no and he is no. not able to compete in this match. Shut up. Really? Correct. Yep. Honest. Hand on heart. That's a, that's a official. Official. Jesus Christ. So let me put you on the spot, Damon. Let's say oh. you are one of the people in this, this booking team responsible for booking the show. Fuck. So you're told Ishii's out. Now you got your list of guys who are involved in the show. Who? Do you put forward as an adequate New Japan, adequate and realistic replacement for this match if you're New Japan? Oh, I'm gutted. First of all, that's f- this fucking show is cursed. Fucking cursed. Um, I, I, I can't get over that right now. That, that, that hit me right in the balls. Oh, when was that announced? 
moments ago? I missed that. Uh, yeah, it must have been about half an hour or so ago. Really? Wow, breaking news as we're on the pod. Fuck us. All right, so, oh, all right, well, now we got to figure out, okay, who's here that could do it? Suzuki, you move him? That would be a good choice. Shingo, do you move him? Shingo, yeah, Shingo would be a great replacement. Right, you can get an. You can they have names of replacement already. I'm just, I'm just oh, seeing they? who you uh, would put in before I tell you who they put in. Oh, am I going to be disappointed? Is this, is it, is it Honma? <laughs> uh, it's not Honma. It, I think this is a good replacement actually, and also sort of makes me chuckle because it tells you a lot about how New Japan view this event. Panamara. They have sent no. They have sent Clark Connors. Wow. I love Clark Connors. I think he's great. Me too. Yeah, tremendous match against Honma and Ishii. But this is a guy who was very recently a young lion, a junior, yeah. went yeah. four and five in best of the super juniors. You know, it's not about his talent. I'm sure he's going to deliver in this match. It's a huge opportunity for him. And I bet he is absolutely hyped. He's going to make the most of it. And I'm excited to see how he performs. But <laughs> the absolute disrespect of <laughs> Japan going, ah, fuck it. Let's put Clark in there. Well, we know. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Ah, oh, Joel. I'm. <laughs> I can't believe it. I I I, can't, I cannot wait for Sunday to get here just to make sure people are alive. <laughs> Fucking show. There's a lot of people that even though this this match for this fucking shitbag title, hey, we're looking forward to Ishi. And now that's in the pooper. Oh my god. I like Clark Connors, but this is. Oh, lordy Lou. Well, I don't know what to say. Joel, this this fucking show is cursed. How many people were booked for this show that aren't now on this show? Like, I feel like we're in double digits. (laughs) Or, you know, I'm using two hands to count. Fuck. Oh, well. It's amazing, isn't it? It is really amazing. It really is amazing. Oh, this fucking company... Can't win for losing. <laughs> I'm telling you. They're having the, listen, the, the, the house is sold, which is nice. They'll get, you know, a nice little payday. But, I mean, just think of this. Rocky fucking Romero is on this show. Trent Beretta is on this show. And all these teams that are not on this show. Again, injuries play a part. Like, I fucking I get it. Oh. Clark, I like you, Ben, but... Fuck me. All right. Who's winning this match? Do you care? Uh, it's not going to be Clark Connors, I'll tell you that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Miro, let's go with Miro. I'm sure there'll be some good sequences. Clark, I think, will we'll probably look good against all of these guys. I think I'm looking forward to the Clark and Miro sequences. I think from what we saw against Ishii, Clark is better in that sort of meat slapper kind of match. Yeah. I think Shingo would be a nice little fit. That'd be fun. I mean, you could have moved him from that fucking tag match, right? Suzuki, you could move him. All right, it's Clark Connors. That's cool. Look, we love you, Clark. Go get him. Go get him, big guy. We got the ROH and IWGP Tag Team Championships winner-take-all match with Jeff Cobb and Great O'Conn against FTR and Rapunky Vice. <laughs> I think... Which one doesn't belong? Khan- <laughs> 
Kovano <laughs> uh, Khan probably winning. I, I can't see them dropping the IWGP championships. I just I don't think that's the sort of thing that New Japan would sign off on. No, no. Can serious question? Again, this is for the IWGP Tag Team Championship and the ROH Tag belt? Team Championships. Oh, it's oh, so is it winner take all? Yes. So yeah, That's I think Rocky's it is. It is, and I think yeah, yeah. Then it's definite. I mean that. I mean yes, a blind man could see that. Um, wow, that's like like if they were just for the IWGP tag titles, you know, FTR could take a take a loss. That's not 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 a big deal. Nobody would would think any less of them. I think they're a fucking great team. Um, but yeah, I mean this is this is protecting guys and and doing that. <sighs> All right. <laughs> Again, Rocky Romero, Trent. <sighs> Rocky Romero, when was that? Aside from Strong, when was the last time Rocky Romero wrestled in a New Japan Pro Wrestling ring? Um, does it? Exactly. Does Strong count? That's what I'm saying. Aside okay. from Strong. Aside from Strong. Aside from Strong. Oh, gosh. Okay, let me. <laughs> uh, so, Capital Collision, does that count? No. You, you're uh, talking yeah, about shows in Japan. Yeah. I mean, that was my original point, but let's be truthful here. We couldn't get anybody in the fucking country, so that's a fair. That's, that's not fair. But, all right, whatever. It, you know, he's on every U.S. show, so. And you know what? He's he's A lot of people are kind of crediting him for bridging this gap. Um, eh, I guess he, you know, they put him on the show. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know. Somebody's, somebody's being nice. All right. All right. But he's taking the pinfall. One of those two are taking the pinfall there. Oh, it's 100% Rocky in that pinfall. Yeah. Um, all right. We've got Thunder Rosa against Tony Storm. We've got Zack Sabre Jr. against X. We've already discussed that one. Uh, six-man tag match. Chris Jericho, Sammy Guevara, and Minoru Suzuki against Eddie Kingston, Wheeler Yuta, and Shota Umino. Um, El Fantasmo, Hikaleo, and the Young Bucks against Hiromu, Shingo, Darby Allen, and Sting. That's... A pretty cool That's match. Fun. What do they call them? Bad yeah. dudes with attitudes or something like that. Yeah, dudes with that back in the day. That was uh like that was a that was a sting thing. It was like him and Luger, and then they had other people that joined this faction. Dudes with attitudes. It's terrible. It's, it's so terrible, but it's great. I love it. I love it. Love it. And uh, we've got a buy-in match. Max Caster, Austin Gunn, Colton Gunn, Billy Gunn against Yu Oemra, Kevin Knight, the DKC, and Alex Coughlin. I like Max Caster. I, I will look forward to him doing one of his uh, funny raps insulting the LA really? Dojo. That will be fun. Okay. Yeah, I, I like his raps. I think it's quite good. You like his, you like his rap style? You like his flow? <laughs> hey, yo, yo. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I hope he's right? in World Tag League, so he has to do rap promos Every on everyone in... Yeah. Yeah, be great. Cutting promos on Hey, well, that is. Wait, 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 I think it's. I think it's. I think we got to point out something here. Uh, Carl Frederick's not on this show. Yeah, so I had some questions about him in the strong segment. So, uh, game emphasis. Okay. Do you think Carl Fredericks is going to show up at Forbidden Door? Uh, Mitch says, "What's nope. your take on Carl Fredericks losing out on a trip to Japan in favor of sending Donkey Kong Country instead?" 
That is my question. Classic Catch says, what's in the water at the LA Dojo? Carl Fredericks tweets, Alec Cogman's deleted tweet pointing out that Japanese commentary screwed up the name of Clark's moves. Are they trying to get fired? Yeah, so, I mean, we, we discussed before Carl Fredericks obviously very upset about not being included in the G1 and ranting a raver on Twitter. I was sort of leaning... So I, there's always, when this stuff happens, there's always part of me that thinks this could be a work because, you know, as Rich Crates always says, right. the rest is our professional liars. So I'm sort of analysing that thinking, oh, is this a work? This could be quite good if he's going to turn heel, blah, blah, blah. But all the evidence is pointing towards that not being the case, given that he, I, don't, I, I have no idea what is going on with him. I don't know if he's injured for the reason he's been pulled off of this. He was pulled from the strong tag tournament. So Yuya Uemura. Uh, took his place against with on the team with Christopher Daniels, and they were going to have quite a deep run in the tournament. And we've got this uh, upcoming tour in Japan, some of these Korokuen shows. We have a team of Coglin, Connors, and DKC against like Suzuki Goon and against LIJ, and I'm certain that would have been Carl Fredericks in that spot. So I don't know if he's hurt or sick or, or whatever, but it, it looks, without any evidence telling us that, it looks like he's sort of ranted his way out of a match at Forbidden Door and some pretty cool matches in Korakuen Hall, a trip to Japan. It's it's not looking good, is it? No, it's not. And I think it's, uh, I I, I want to say, I think it's a shame. You know, it, you, you are right, though. Like, you always have to take these things with a little bit of a grain of salt. Um, usually, though, if there's injury, I mean, they just announced fucking Ishii is <laughs> injured. They could, they could, you know. Yeah, so I, I can understand why Carl would be disappointed that he thought he was going to be in the G1. I get it. But, I mean, there's other people in the company who have been in a similar situation. You know, people like David Finley or Hinare waiting years and years and years for the chance in the G1. And, you know, that's another conversation to be had about the systematic flaws of the dojo system. You know, maybe it does take them too long to pull the trigger on certain guys. But, you know, if you don't like that, then go work for another company because that is New Japan Pro Wrestling. And I just don't see what good it does to mouth off on Twitter. Cause he, just, yeah, like I said, he just seems to sabotage his own career here. Yeah. As the, as I'd like to say, Joel, they've, they booked their, their ticket. They know what they were getting themselves into. Uh, I say, let them crash. Uh, and that's what we got. I mean, it does suck though. Like who knows what's going to happen in the future with this guy, but it does feel like it's taken a long time. And he's had bad luck. He's had, you know, he's had some bad luck, and COVID did did no one any favors. But yeah, I don't think I don't think hopping on Twitter is is the best move. If in fact this is a situation where he feels like he's being left behind. All right, last question on forbidden door. Steel O'Neill says favorite door and favorite forbidden thing. Favorite door. Jim Morrison is my favorite door. <laughs> Get it. The Doors? Jim Morris? Yeah, that's good. Do you know who the fuck the Doors are, Joel? Yes, I do. Okay. Of course. All right. Do you know who Jim Morrison is? Yes. Okay. The guy that uh, John Morrison, Johnny. (laughs) You son of a bitch. (laughs) He based his gimmick on that. (laughs) Oh, I hate you. Um, No, silly goose. My favorite door. I mean, is that a weird question? That's My right. favorite forbidden thing are the forbidden lands in Elden Ring, which I've been playing recently. Ooh. Snow-covered area enshrouded by thick fog. Very mysterious. Wow. Very dangerous. Yeah. Mine's stepmom porn. <laughs> <laughs> That's good as well. That is also very good. Two very good things. Yeah. 
All right, uh, let's talk about New Japan Road. So we had a couple of shows last week. We'll just touch on the big matches here. So we had the qualifying matches for the AEW All-Atlantic Championship. So we had... That's meaningless now, by the way. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Clark Connors defeated Tomaki Honma in 11 minutes, 29 seconds with the trophy kill. Do you think that is a a big win for Clark Connors, given that he is a junior and Honma is a heavyweight? Or do you think those lines are not as fixed as they once were? No, no, I still think they, they, they're they big deals. You know, we, we made a big deal about ELP, you know, getting big wins. Um, no, I think there's significance there. Uh, I mean, let's, let's, you know, he's, he's uh, you know, he's just on the ladder of New Japan Pro Wrestling importance. I wouldn't say he's very high, but a win is a win, right? Um, and, you know, that th- those are things that, the company uses to build up guys. So yeah, I think it's, I think it's significant. Sure. Why not? Oh, please tell me we didn't lose you again. Oh, I forgot to unmute myself. That's why. Oh my goodness. gracious! (laughs) I I was like another fucking internet drop. I was like, I was ready to be like, all right, this is not meant to be today. No, I was going to say Honma continues to be inexplicably good in these singles matches. Even yeah. though he can't move, he moves like he's wearing a medieval suit of armor. He's still got that crowd connection and he's able to, to get you emotionally invested in the matches, isn't he? He is. He's very good at that. Um, look, he's been around for forever. I mean, you know, he's wrestling, you know, John Zandig and shit. Um, there's, you know, he's, he's, he's been around the fucking block. Uh so he knows a thing or two about pro wrestling. Again, we've always said it. Not always said it, but we've said it a lot in recent years. Is that, you know, his mind's still there. It's just the body's not not agreeing, quite agreeing with the mind. Um, but yet he still finds a way to to get through. And I thought the match was good. What, what did you think of the match? Yeah, again, it exceeded my expectations because I think Carl's best of the, uh, Carl, uh, Clark's best of the Super Juniors was up and down. And I think he's still sort of trying to figure out his best sort of stylistic matchups. And I think he actually works better with the heavyweights, as we'll come on to talk about with the Ishii match. But yeah, this one was really good. Um, the second qualifier was Ishii defeating Kanemaru, 19 minutes, 37 seconds with a vertical drop brain buster. So Kanemaru, I think, is low-key, having a really good year. I thought he was outstanding in this match. We don't yeah. often see him in spots like this, but going 20 minutes with Ishii, you know, you know what you usually get with the Ishii matches. They can be a bit copy-paste, but this one... I thought was unique. It was different. I thought the limb work was really good. And I always enjoy when we get to see Kanemaru in big spots like this because he's so good. He's like, he's very underrated, I think, from as far as casual fans go. Would you put him in this match? I mean, it makes sense. He wasn't in a tournament. I get it. But what's a sexier, what's a sexier feeling for this mid-Atlantic, <laughs> you know, fucking poopy belt? What are, what are, we just call it the poopy belt for a round. The poopy belt. It's well, this I mean, belt. Everyone knows Kanemaru is uh, Tony Khan's favorite wrestler, so it would have made complete sense to put Kanemaru in here. Can I ask a question? I don't get. I don't know that. That is that like. Does he not like them? Or I like, think it might the, have just been something that someone on our Discord made up, and we just ran with it. <laughs> I don't okay. know the origin of that. <laughs> That's simple. Okay. Good. All right. All right. Because I, I was like, is he real? Like you said it before, and I was like. Is he really his favorite? I mean, I mean, I know Tony's a bit of a pro wrestling fan, and like, is it, I didn't know that was his favorite. That's an odd choice. And then he kept saying, he kept saying, and saying, and I was like, oh, I guess it's true. All right, so that's not true. That's that's false. That's a, that's 
as Kushida would say, fake news. Fake news, yeah. Oh, another <laughs> thing just popped into my head. I don't know if you saw the tweets yesterday with Shingo and Hiromu tweeting out. As AEW announced their matches for Forbidden Door, they were tweeting, oh, that's the first I heard of it. They didn't even know. The first time oh, they heard these matches was because really? <laughs> AEW did. You're kidding me. Wowzers. Well, you know, that kind of that kind of brings us back to like the, the first question of the show. Like, how do they work this out? Apparently through carrier pigeon, because no one knows what the fuck's going on. Uh, and there's proof proof of concept right there. Wow. Well, it's pro wrestling. So some things just don't change. <laughs> Who's running this fucking show? Dennis Carlos? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Well, Dave, one thing that did change was the holders of the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Champions. That is true. As uh, Francesco Akira and TJP defeated Taguchi and Watto. 24 minutes, 15 seconds with the leading tower. So United Empire are the new IWGP Junior Tag Champions. And all the belts in New Japan currently held by either United Empire or Bullet Club members, which is interesting. Um, this match kind of reminded me a bit. Manabu texted me, actually. He said it reminded him of the uh, Motor City Machine Guns, this uh, Akira and TJP team. And I also got sort of flashbacks to you know, that great match between, uh, was it Apollo Gogo and uh, was it the, was it Ibushi and Omega? Is that the one we might Yes, yes. Back in the day. Uh, yeah, I thought this was really great and just great to see this sort of energetic, fast, uh, fresh new junior tag team are really much, much needed in a division that's become quite stale. So great to see the tag belts. Definitely the right move having new champions. And I thought it was a, a tremendous match. Yep, couldn't agree more. It was um it is a breath of fresh air. It is, you know, they're riding high off of a very successful, I think, best of the super junior. And yeah, a nice, nice, you know, a, a solid title change. Like the idea of these guys now defending titles against a myriad of different juniors, even the ones that feel might feel a little bit stale, still it kind of breathes new life into the division. So yeah, I, I thought it was great. You're right. I thought it was a great match. Um, and I like the title change a lot. And a show on the 21st, also at Korakuen Hall, uh, the AW All-Atlantic Championship qualifier, Tomohiro Ishii, defeat Clark Connors in 30 minutes, 21 seconds with a vertical drop brain buster. Uh, of course, null and void now that Clark is in the match and Ishii is out. But I thought this was a, a coming out performance for Clark Connors. I think he really excels. He puts his best foot forward in these, you know, these high-paced, high-intensity beef slapper matches. And I think based on this, I figure he might be more successful as a heavyweight in the future. I'm not saying do it immediately, and I know he is not the tallest in wrestler, but he's I think muscular enough to be credible in the division. You know, you can, you can have guys like Ishii have been credible heavyweights just because they're very thick. And I think Carl, uh, Clark has got that frame where he could pull it off. And I think uh, this could be quite exciting going forward. I think he would have impressed a few people. Uh, you can tell that they're keen on him just, you know, well, I was going to say by the fact they put him in for this AEW <laughs> four-way match. I mean, that mm. just might be because they don't give a shit and they can't be bothered to, to uh, rearrange things to put someone else in there. But I think uh, a real good moment, even though he lost... Uh, for Clark Connors. Yeah, I um I I got to say this though. Like I I don't want this to come across as like we're shitting on Clark Connors. Like we're just talking about the pecking order of New Japan Pro Wrestling. Um certainly not his talent cuz yeah, I mean I think in it, like I, Truth be told, I think in this match, I think this is perfect for him. You got Pac, who's who could fly around for him a bit. Um, you know, you're going to see some nice power spots. I don't know. I think you know, 
I don't want to go out there and say that. I don't want to go out there and say that it would be better than Ichi, but here's the one thing that I'll, I'm going I'm to give you a positive on. You know what you're getting with Ichi. You don't know what you're going to get with Clark Connors. So to me, that makes it a little bit more exciting with three guys that a, to my knowledge, he hasn't had a ton of work with. Um, and, and those three guys are pretty good. So I'm going to be honest. I think I'm actually thinking this is an upgrade. I don't feel like I'm talking myself into it, but could this be an upgrade? Nah, I mean, I think I'm talking myself into it, right? Yeah, I, I, I was looking forward to seeing the Ishii Miro segments, but I also think that the uh, Clark Connors Miro segments will be really good. So those are the ones that I'm going to have my eye on, and I think he's going to surprise and impress quite a lot of people here. Yeah, I, I think so too. I think he has the opportunity to be one of those guys that people talk about at the end of the show. He does have that opportunity on a on a show with tons of talent. Like he. He might be a little, you know, a little diamond in the diamond in the rough. Is that the one I'm looking for? No, I don't know. Uh, underrated, yes, um, and a bit of a surprise. I hope you a bit of a surprise. The IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship was defended on the show with Taiji Ishimori getting his first successful defense against the Best of the Super Juniors winner Hiromu Takahashi in a match that went 36 minutes 20 seconds, and Ishimori won by the bloody cross and retained his championship. So this was. Very long. I mean, 36 minutes. But, you know, we, we raised questions about should they have just done this at Dominion? And we felt maybe you know, cheaper, the best of the Super Juniors, sort of shuffling this one off for a, a Road 2 show at Korakuen Hall rather than doing it at a big show like Dominion. In retrospect, I think this was the right move for several reasons. One, they managed to do uh, a great attendance number there. So they, they sold a lot of tickets. I think it was either a sellout or a near sellout. Two, thought the match was fantastic. I think this was the second best match they've had. This was uh, below their 2018 Best of the Super Juniors final for me, but I think it was better than all the other matches they've had, and it gave it time to breathe. And I just really think people are sleeping on Ishimori, and he's having a really impressive year. I thought it was very good in Best of the Super Juniors, and I thought it was excellent here, and I like how he's kind of evolved into this wrestler who's just, his game plan, he's going to fuck up your shoulder, basically. He's going to you know take you down, bust up your shoulder, put you in the, the, is it the bone lock he calls it, and get you to tap out. And he's just been submitting people left, right, and centre with the bone lock. And that built into the drama of this match where the, there were so many false finishes that I bit on Damon. I thought, oh, well, you know, Hiromi's definitely going to tap now. And it just went on and on and on and on. And I thought that created really great drama. And just when you think, oh, you know, Hiromi keeps managing to power out of the bone lock, bang, there's the bloody cross. You forgot about the bloody cross, and that manages to get the win. So... I thought it was a really outstanding match. What did you make of it? I did too. I, I liked it. I thought it might have been a little bit long. Maybe if they shaved off a little bit more time, I would have been a little bit higher. But I still think it was a great match. And you're right. You know, and even the stuff with with ELP. You know, that was. You know, there was some good shit there too. I know. Like, I think he, the problem is is that he disappointed people a little bit on a few big spotlight performances where you were kind of expecting, you know, just, you know, spectacular pro wrestling and you may not have gotten it, but I mean, where are you in this match? I'm, I'm high fours. Are you, are you more than four and a half? Four and a half. 
That's yeah, a good landing okay. spot for it. And and had you put that on Dominion where they would have got half the yes. amount of time, it's not touching that. I would agree. I, I think you're right. And I think, you know, I think even though we're not screaming and yelling yet, I think Cork and the crowd was hyped for it too, right? They were biting on a lot of the stuff too. So it wasn't it wasn't like it was like, you know, you know, everybody was like a church mouse. Like, it, like there was a buzz and an energy in that building. So yeah, maybe you're right. Uh, maybe, maybe in hindsight, it was it was a a, a better call. Um, you know, listen, broken clocks right two times a day. You know? I was actually very pleased and excited when Ishimori won because I was dreading the what felt like inevitability of Hiromi getting the belt back and just going through this cycle where he's the champion and then he loses the belt for whatever reason, then wins best of Super Juniors, then wins it back again, rinse and repeat. So I was so happy that Ishimori won. And let's talk about the segment at the end. Uh, a few questions about this. Uh, da, 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 da. Michael says, how many victory laps has Damon done already over Kushida returning to confront <laughs> junior champ Ishimori? And yeah, let's talk about that Kushida return. Uh, Bash says, how do you think they handle Kushida's return to the company? Where do you see him going from here? So first of all, well done. Let's throw the flowers at you. Although you did bottle it last week when we recorded. You said Hiromi was going to win. I, I, I did. Believe. And I said yeah. Ishimori would win. I, I took your idea and ran with it. So you, you created it. I just... I'm a believer, Damon. Everything that you say is gospel to me. So well done for that. Uh, what did you think of it? Uh, good. Um, I didn't expect it to happen there, truth be told. Um, again, we knew that Kushida was in New Japan's back pocket in the sense of they, you know, he was ready to go. They were just waiting for the right time to make the debut. Um, I know I know, he seems like the fresh baby face right now, but I think people... Uh, I think people are are pretty comfortable in this in the in the sense that some something something's fishy here. So I don't know whether that's I think it's Bullet Club, but okay, maybe it is, maybe it isn't. We'll see. But I think yeah, that's the direction we're going there, right? That yeah, a, a lot of people were upset. Oh, he's just come back as a junior babyface again. This is rubbish. They should have turned him heel. They should have made him a heavyweight, put him in the G one, blah blah blah. One, we don't know if Kushida actually wants to do that because, as he said uh, in his social media post, he says that's fake news. But, of course, you know, as I always say, it could be a work. So I think even if they were trying to uh, – had plans to turn him at some point down the line, you got to have the little baby face run first and yep. sort of squeeze the juice out of that, let him sort of finish up his business with Ishimori and Hiromu and Despi as well maybe. Then I, I think there's a non-zero chance he gets sucked into this bullet club vortex. I would not doubt that for a second. I still don't have any strong desires to see him as a heavyweight. I just, I just don't think he looks big enough. I don't think he's. A, he was just sort of about the same height as Ishimori. So why not have an excellent junior around in the junior division? I think people saying, "Oh, he's done everything there is to do in the junior division." That is sort of making excuses for poor creative, isn't it? I think it doesn't matter what division they're in, as long as you are coming up with compelling stories and programs and matches and, and getting fresh talent in then being in that division shouldn't be uh, an obstacle, in my opinion. That's a good point. I would agree with that because l- let's let's use that same analogy to heavyweights. What are you going to do, move them up to a super heavyweight? Yeah, you know, like, said the same thing as Akar. Well, Akar has done everything in the heavyweight division. He's beaten everyone. He's wrestled everyone. He's won everything. Let's put him in the junior division. No, that's <laughs> not how it works. Right, right. Um, and let's be honest here, too. That was, what, three years ago? Two years ago? Three years ago? Probably more than that, right? Um. So there's a lot of new faces that's co- that have come down the pike. So, yeah, I think I think it's good that he's, for, at least for now, uh, rocking and rolling in the juniors. And 
I was excited. Like I said, I didn't expect it on that show, but I don't know. I mean, I think there was some excitement online, right? I don't know if that energy is still there. Maybe, but I think it's a good thing. I, I love it. I Look, he's one of my favorite wrestlers when he was in New Japan. So, um, Were you disappointed when you heard the music? Oh. Yes, yes. I told you. It was um, when we were talking about the show, that music was going to be our, our theme music. Um, it was between that and what we have right now. So, yeah, I love it. It's my favorite. Actually, it really is my favorite. So. Uh, there's been a lot of that this week, you know, between Okada and 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 Kushida. Uh, good, good, good to hear the tunes, the the the, the big walkout. It's nice. Uh, Stat guy Wright says, "Where does Hiromu go from here? Way overplayed as the top junior, too small to be a heavyweight, too talented to be a mid card comedy guy. Seems like he might be stuck in no man's land." Um, again, I think this is just they We're have booking. the talent there. It's booking, yeah. They could do be doing more interesting things with him. I. I don't think they should move him up to heavyweight personally. Um, I would like to see him doing some more stuff with the open weight thing because when he was wrestling against Evil, challenging for that never title, I thought that was the most interesting he's been for a long time. Uh, so again, I don't think that moving him up, moving a guy up to heavyweight is necessarily the answer to all the problems. That sort of papering over the crash yeah, really. And I think they could and should be doing better with the junior division. And you know, maybe without access to more talent, they will oh. have a better chance of doing that rather than just sort of. Damn it. Recycling the same 10 guys in, in various combinations and singles and tags. So uh, I think let's see what happens because I don't know what he's going to do from here. Maybe he's going to do some tag stuff with Bushi. That might be interesting. Bushi Hiromu against uh, United Empire. That could be have some fun programs there. So, okay. yeah. Uh, so I was just saying, I think uh, we could see some interesting stuff from Hiromu in the junior tag division. Him and Bushi against the United Empire team. That could be a lot of fun. Uh, I, I really think they should go deeper with a never open way title. I think there's a lot of interesting stuff you could do with guys like Kushida and Hiromu who are sort of on, on the fringes and, you know, you could have quite interesting programs with uh, those guys challenging, not even necessarily winning, but just sort of ha- have more crossover between the heavyweights and the juniors with a never open way title, which I think is a, an underutilized belt that they have. Listen, you got to talk to Carl Anderson about that one. <laughs> 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 he's the champion. He's going to dictate who who he's defending against. Um, yeah, I mean, I, he's a junior. It's it, it, and that's a that's that's a, a, a good. I don't remember. I, I truly don't remember like people bitching and moaning about this situation of you know, okay, the stale as a junior thing, like in the nineties, you know, like I don't remember anybody complaining about El Samurai and I don't remember anyone complaining about uh black tiger or, uh, you know, just it's they're juniors. I mean, I mean, that's, 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 those are the gifts that God gave them. There's, you know, there is, there's some guys that will be, that will move up and there's some guys that maybe won't um, either, but, and, and here's the thing, like, so either you do it or you don't, like either you get rid of the juniors, period, and just have you know, like every other promotion, it feels like you know you're not you're not really talking about junior heavyweights as much anymore, and you know you just kind of blur the line a little bit more. Um, I doubt that'll happen, but I mean, the crazier things if, if it feels like it has happened in this company where they're merging titles and dropping titles and all that stuff. So, I mean, I would. <laughs> You know, I would I would at least have that discussion. Um, 
And it felt like they were they they kind of go that route in certain with with certain guys like Shingo and and Will and there's plenty of guys that get moved up. But again, I think those guys are like the the like the biggest juniors, <laughs> you know, like Will Osprey. You know, he got thicker. He didn't he didn't grow three inches. Um, I think it's all kind of bullshit, really. <laughs> I mean, again, Trent Beretta was your fucking was a junior. You know what I mean? I mean, I know that they, he graduated and became a heavyweight. Kenny Omega, junior. Um, there's plenty of names that you know is what it is. But yeah, you know, I mean, I think Kushida is going to be a heavyweight. I don't think Hiromo is. Not not I. I you know, it's it's bad booking, is what it is. Oh, I... <sighs> you there? Yes. You're muted. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, all right. Let's 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 quickly get through this because this is going to be the the bane of our existence at this. Okay. Point. Uh, um, all right. So. It might, some... it might, you know what? I'm going to do this. Wait, just wait, before you do that, if I lose you, I'm coming right back. Okay, I just want to do one thing on my end. Okay. Okay. I just changed a network setting all for me. All right, you can hear me. Fuck. You're muted. Unmute yourself. I can hear the dog. Hey, you hear the dog. Yes. I got you. Yeah. I hear you. All right. Trust me. It's been barking for fucking two hours. <laughs> okay. Uh, all right. We have some cards coming up at Coracon Hall. We've got New Japan Road coming up on july 3rd and some intriguing matches here we've got bushi and hiromu tagging together as i mentioned earlier we have clark connor's alex coglin and the dkc against sonata shingo and naito so again dkc i'm certain he's got uh, carl frederick's spot there and we also have alex zane is back in new japan we've got zane kushida and tanahashi against ghetto ishimori and kenta so that was on the third on the fourth also at korakon hall uh, suzuki is back he's wrestling against kosei fujita uh, just scrolling through what else have we got again DKC Cognum and Connors this time against the Suzuki good team of Doki, Despi and Taichi so again I'm really interested to see how particularly Alex Coglin uh, is received by the Korokun crowd and his silly gimmick with the android thing let's see if they dig it and then so wait, 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 you saw that Kushida you, you and saw that against Ishimori and Kenta which I like the look of I think that's going to be a really fun main event and on the fifth also Korokun Hall the Stand-up matches we've got here. <laughs> the sick match. A dog cage match between Toriano and Dick Togo. I'm not making this up. And the Never Six-Man Tag Championship match with Sho, Yujiro, and Evil defending against Yo, Yoshihashi, and Goto. So anything there stand out to you, David? Um, I mean, no. Um, no, not really, <laughs> to, be, to be brutally honest. Um, it's... I will say this, that, that the Kushida stuff tagging with uh, the, the most baby faces of baby faces against the heelies of the heels. 
uh, does scream that we're going, uh, we're setting up some future stuff. So uh, again, let's let's see. Fake news, fake news, according to him. But um, I think uh, I think everyone can see the handwriting on the wall there. All right, let's wrap it up then. Uh, so we will get to other stuff. Do you want blocks and cards and strong and all that jazz uh, next week? All right, redcircle.com forward slash shows forward slash super dash j dash cast. If you want to throw some money our way to show your appreciation for all the wonderful work we do, Discord link, you can DM me on Twitter and I'll send you a link to join at Cobra Kawaii and prowrestlingtees.com forward slash super j cast. Big thank you to Editor Dan. Find him on Twitter at lousyhero219 and wish him well after his uh, terrible accident. Uh, subscribe to the Voices of Wrestling Podcast Network for other great shows. Give us a five snake review on iTunes. Follow us on Twitter at the Super Jcast. Thank you everybody for listening. Thank you. Bye.